0: No purchase necessary void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details
1: And now you you are listening live
0: Smoking Musket Podcast. Bye, Godders. Welcome to another edition of the Smoking Musket Podcast. I am David Smith, Smithfire13. Thank you so much for listening, for downloading the whole deal. You can find all of the good stuff on the Smoking Musket Podcast on the website, smokingmusket.com. Facebook, Twitter, hit us up, rate us on iTunes. We just got a new YouTube channel you can subscribe to. We're going to throw all these podcasts up on YouTube from now on. So just going to try to make it a little bit easier for you guys to find us this year. You know, just try to spread the wealth. ...amongst the internets. So actually, it's going to be me this week, no matter, Mark. Actually, we're just going to dive right into our interview with Chris Blair. He is the voice of the Georgia Southern Eagles in Statesboro. He has absolutely great stuff. We just got off the phone with him, so this is just a little bit of an intro for that. You can find him on Twitter, at CSB Radio, all one word. He's going to give us a little bit more to talk about the Georgia Southern program, other than the fact that, I mean, Luke Bryan, Cole Swindell... CEO of Chick-fil-A and Arby's I mean what more can you want from a university of that complete resume but evidently they have a fantastic football team Bill Southern has rated them number 55 on his power ranking this year where West Virginia is only 44 I mean Georgia Southern went undefeated in the Sun Belt last year where it was their first year in so they're a legitimately good team they've given D1 teams a hell of a time before they beat Florida in the Swamp two years ago. They had NC State and Georgia Tech on the ropes last year, both away games for Georgia Southern. So this program is on the rise right now, and the Mountaineers definitely need to take it seriously week one. I mean, Vegas has it, the spread at 20 points, but it could be very easily way closer than that. We're going to get right into that if you stick with us. And for the transition, I mean, we have two country singers coming from there, Cole Swindell and Luke Bryan. I mean... I can't resist. I'm just going to go play all my friends. So, all right. See you in a second. All right. Since 2006, our guest this week has been the voice of the Georgia Southern Eagles in Statesboro, Georgia. He's been a name for himself with signature calls such as putting Eagle 6 on it for emphatic touchdowns. And the Eagles have drained the swamp after the 2013 upset of the Florida Gators in Gainesville. His talents have been noticed elsewhere as he will be replacing Jim Hawthorne as the voice of the LSU Tigers in Baton Rouge come the 2016 baseball season. Until then, he retains the title on the Smoking Musket podcast as our Georgia Southern senior correspondent. We don't pay him anything for that. It's just kind of an honorary title. So it is my pleasure to welcome on our show Chris Blair. Chris, how are you doing tonight?
1: Doing fantastic. No no compensation needed. I am excited to be on the Smoking Musketeer. <laughs> it
0: feels good. Feels good. Unfortunately, I couldn't do it justice to putting Eagle Six on it or the Eagles drain the swamp or anything like that. This is why you get paid the big bucks. So I apologize if I offended you <laughs> with any poor execution of those, those glorious lines.
1: No, you sounded fantastic. You sounded fantastic.
0: All right, fantastic. Chris, I'd like to get started here about the georgia southern offense last year they were ranked second in the nation in rushing offense with over 2400 yards and led the nation with 55 rushing touchdowns what makes this georgia southern triple option attack so explosive
1: well and and you forgot what i think is the big one too and that is they led the country in rushing per game uh and that is uh you know that is that is something that, they, that Coach Willie Fritz and Doug Rusey offensive coordinator, I mean, they take pride in. In fact, they've got uh, five real key plans to victory that they talk about all the time. And Coach Fritz has kind of developed those over 22 years of head coaching. And and one of those five is controlling the running game. And uh, we can talk about defense a little bit later. But when it comes to the offensive side of the ball, uh, they come to the field ready to uh, run the football, and they do it through a triple option style. It looks a little bit different than, you know, in this day and age, there's a lot of teams that that have option style offenses inside of their own scheme. But when you think of triple option, a lot of times you think of what Navy runs, you think of what Georgia Tech runs. Of course, Paul Johnson, the head coach at Georgia Southern, uh, back in the late 90s, uh, then moved to Navy, then to Tech. He's taken that offense from Statesboro, each place that he's gone. But the Eagles look a little differently under head coach Willie Fritz, and that's because the formations are not the flexbone style triple option where you have the quarterback under center and two wingbacks and a fullback. This one actually is in the pistol, in the shotgun, four wide, three wide, single back, uh, double back. I mean, they've got all different types of formations. And Coach Fritz over the years has loved option football, and he, over his time coaching 22 years, he's decided to – to dress it a little bit differently, make defenses have to be honest, and, of course, enhancing the passing game. And You mentioned the Georgia Southern win over Florida. They only attempted two passes in that game. They did not complete any in that win 26-20 over the Gators. They didn't have to complete any passes. Coach Fritz has a different mentality in the sense that they're going to run the ball first, and they also want to be able to throw the ball when they want to. And sometimes some of those flex bone style offenses throw the ball when they have to on third and long. Uh, on second and long, Coach Fritz's offense utilizes the pass a little bit more, and that's so that they can throw when they want to. It could be on first down, could be on second and short. So uh, the offense is multiple, but it's based out of running the triple option attack, and as you pointed out, uh, they do a pretty good job at it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, with the running back Matt Brito getting over almost actually 1,500 yards last year, 17 touchdowns, somehow only getting 10 negative rushing yards. That's insane efficiency. As you were talking about rushing yards per game, only getting 10 negative rushing yards for the entire season is incredible. The West Virginia defense has actually taken a lot of notice to Matt Brito in his downhill running. What makes him such a force in this Eagles offense?
1: Well, you know, I'm glad that uh, they've taken notice, although I'm sure Georgia Southern fans wish they hadn't. Uh, But you mentioned Matt Breida, and and to go back to your first question, what makes this offense so so really explosive is the fact that Matt Breida, as you mentioned, closing in on 1,500 yards, but there were three Eagles over 1,000 yards rushing last year. So while Breida may have gotten a lot of the headlines and the big explosive 65-, 70-, 75-yard runs from scrimmage, they do it with multiple players, but when it comes to Matt Breida, he certainly is kind of the thoroughbred in the uh, in the Derby for Georgia Southern's offense, if you will, and it's simply because of his speed. He was a track star in high school, uh, and then of course uh, played football as well. And what makes him so great, and you know we've talked about it watching him in practice and having the pleasure of watching him in games, is he's one of those rare backs, and there's been some throughout the years that we could all name that can get out to full speed have a safety who's coming in on an angle or a safety coming up, he can make a cut and get right back to top speed very quickly. Yeah. Uh, so I've seen him so many times break a big run, get into the secondary, and then it's watch out. Once he gets there, he just makes people miss. He can run over people. But he's actually you know, gotten by a linebacker with a quick move and then a safety come over and him flat out outrun him. And that's difficult to do. I mean, to be able to keep that type of speed that quickly – And he's just great at finding the holes. And that's one of the things Coach Roos talks about all the time is he only needs a small crease. That has a lot to do with the fact that he doesn't have a lot of negative yards is he finds that small crease. And as you say, even if he's hit at the line, he's a load. He's got strong lower body. He keeps turning. He'll get back to the line of scrimmage or maybe a one or two yard gain. But if you don't get a bear hug on him when he gets to that crease and he gets out beyond the linebackers, it's Katie bar the door more times than not.
0: (laughs) That's perfect, actually. Unfortunately for Georgia Southern, starting quarterback Kevin Ellison is academically ineligible to play the first two games for the Eagles' season. Ellison both ran and threw over 1,000 yards last year, and his absence... Could be considered a heavy blow. However, Fabian Upshaw has plenty of experience, especially from last year, because Georgia Southern ends up running a two-quarterback system. Will this offense miss a beat with Upshaw rather than Ellison? And will we see the third-string quarterback for Georgia Southern? i
1: tell you, I'll give you a political answer at this time. And the truth is, it is a, a big loss because Kevin is such an integral part of the offense. Uh, you know, the, the team had 55 rushing touchdowns last year. He was a big part of those, not only from inside the 20, but outside the 20. But I think what makes him really so talented is the intangible and the uncoachable things. And he just has a knack for being able to make plays, even if they're blown up, even if the defense is in the right position. He can improvise so well with the football, quick with his feet, has good speed, that those are the things that I've seen him more times than not have a play that should be a loss that could end up being a touchdown run, could be a 15-yard gainer. He had a big one in the championship game over Louisiana Monroe last year to finish out the regular season. He was really should have been tackled eight yards deep. It was on third and about twelve, and he picked up seventeen yards, and he was able to get away from the tacklers in the backfield. He leapt over two defenders, making his way into Monroe territory. That's the kind of things that Coach Fritz, as good as the coach as he is, he can't draw that up on on a whiteboard. Uh, but to answer your question on missing a beat, Fabian Upshaw as you mentioned, also got plenty of snaps last year. The third series of every game, he was the quarterback that would go in by design. Now, also, when you run this type of offense where your quarterback is asked to run the football as much as he is, make those reads out on the corner, he's going to take some punishment. That's part of it. So to run this type of offense, you really have to work multiple guys in a quarterback because you really are just one snap, one hit away from being without one of your main ingredients. So Fabian took plenty of snaps. He was in games that were on the line. He was in situations that were must-win opportunities. He took the most of it. I think if you compare the two, Kevin certainly has that knack, as I mentioned, for making things happen out of nothing. Fabian probably has a better arm. And when both get loose in the secondary, they're just hard to get down. They both run like gazelles, and when they get loose, uh, they usually have people in the rearview mirror.
0: So, do we know anything about the uh, the Eagles' third-string quarterback at this point?
1: Vegas Harley would be the expected guy. He probably will end up being the the two deep, if you were, uh, if you will, going <laughs> on into the game. His name
0: is Vegas Harley.
1: Great football name, Vegas <laughs> Harley. Wow. And Vegas is one of those. He kind of symbolizes Georgia Southern football when they restarted this program in 1982. They didn't have money for uniforms for. For buses, I mean, they had to get whatever they could get. And over the years, this program has always done more with less. And they have a pack-a-lunch workman's attitude. And Vegas Harley, since arriving in Statesboro, has been a highly touted quarterback coming out of high school. Then he moved to a nickelback. Then he moved to a corner. Then he came back and had some reps at quarterback last year in the preseason. And then due to the um, issue going into the opening game, they moved him back from defense to offense at quarterback. And, again, He's not going to beat you with his arm like Fabian will. Fabian throws a great football, but he really can make things happen. He's got uh, somewhere around five, nine, five 10. He's got a high motor, and he looked good in fall camp running the offense, especially when they were designed runs for the quarterback, trap draws, keepers on the edge. He's another one that can really move quickly with his feet, find the open lane, and get downfield. So, it, it certainly would be better for the Eagles if you had Kevin Ellison and Fabian Upshaw, which, by the way, both of those guys, had Kevin been available, would have played against West Virginia. As it turns out, it will not surprise me at all to see both Fabian and Vegas on the field in Morgantown on September fifth.
0: That's that's fantastic. I'm sorry, I cannot get past it. that kid, that kid's name. That's incredible. Why, why was I born with the scores. name David Smith? Like I'm sure you feel my pain. Chris Blair is a better name than David Smith, but. Man, Vegas Harley, for a quarterback, that's incredible. I'm looking, I, I got to tell you, I'm looking forward to him scoring
1: because it's going to be fun to have a touchdown call with oh, a Vegas Harley.
0: Oh, I bet. Uh, let's move it to the other side. Whenever you talk about Georgia Southern, you always talk about the offense. But what can you tell us about this defense under coordinator Jack Curtis? I mean, he's had, have they had success against the pass-heavy spread offense such as the one the Mountaineers head coach Daniel Holgerson runs in Morgantown?
1: Well, they're they're used to it, I'll say that. And in the off season, coming off their first year in the Sun Belt, which is really a, a pass-happy league, if you will, and that's not a negative uh, connotation. It's just a lot of those teams uh, throw the ball, certainly a lot more than Georgia Southern. Uh, they found themselves really having to beef things up at the corner position. They've got two really good safeties that have been uh, stalwarts for them for the last three years. They feel good at safety there against the passing game. They're replacing Edwin Jackson, who's now playing for the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, at linebacker, but Antoine Williams came into the offseason and into fall all camp looking like an NFL prospect at linebacker. And, of course, he's played a lot of snaps for the Eagles. It will all hinge up front for Georgia Southern. In the last year in the Sun Belt with teams that like to throw, the youngest part of the defense was the defensive front. Now, they're a year older. A lot of those guys return. They've added some new pieces out on the edge to rush Uh, passers and quarterbacks. uh, And and Jack Curtis, the defensive coordinator you mentioned, he runs an aggressive attack-style defense. Uh, It's kind of the mentality and the M.O. of the Georgia Southern program. They attack offensively, and Jack likes to attack defensively. Uh, The issue will be how do they stack up against the hulking offensive line against West Virginia and how they pick their poison, when they're going to try to to rush in the backfield, when they're going to set guys back, let linebackers kind of spy the receivers and the short stuff and the slants, and the drag routes and see if they can get an easy uh, turnover opportunity. But I think Coach Curtis is going to go into the game trying to pick at the right time when to put pressure, when to show pressure and drop back, and see if they can just keep West Virginia uncomfortable with what they're seeing. It's not a defense that's going to bring the house on every play, uh, but it's an aggressive style, and they're aggressive in the way that they keep you guessing each and every snap.
0: That's good stuff here. And we know that Georgia Southern is not afraid to come into the, quote, bigger program's house and compete. I mean, with close losses last year in Raleigh against NC State and in Atlanta against State Rivals Georgia Tech, the wide guys in Vegas have the Mountaineers favored by 20 points in this night game in Morgantown. Do you see this being a 20-point game, or do you see this being a lot closer than people expect?
1: Well, I think it has the potential to be a lot closer. And I say that simply because you know studying West Virginia and and, and looking at what they're trying to do and what they had to replace from last year's team, which was, especially on the offensive side, extremely talented. All you had to do was look at the quarterback position and really the best receiver coming out of college last year into the NFL. Mm -hmm. So I think with a lot of freshmen, I know some new guys coming at receiver, obviously they are top-notch talent, but they're going to be really in a situation they haven't been in before. I think when you weigh the experience for the Eagles – and you weigh some of the question marks for West Virginia, especially being game number one, I'm not saying that 20 points is too much, but I really think it can be closer than that. i got to be honest, to me, that sounds like a good number to start with. Obviously, West Virginia being the program they are, playing at one of the most intimidating places in all of college football, all of that goes in their favor, not to mention they're loaded with talent. Uh, and they're probably two and three deep of that type of talent where Georgia Southern will be one to two in certain positions. I think 20 is probably a good number, but I can tell you, having been around this program 10 years, that whether we play West Virginia in 2015 or whether we had played in my first year in 2006, Georgia Southern goes and plays a game not just to get a check and enjoy the atmosphere. They come up to win the football game, and that is the main priority for Coach Willie Fritz, and I know that sounds like a cliche, but these guys are not going to be intimidated. In fact, our athletic director, Tom Kleinlein, tells a great story. His first season at AD, he came in a couple of weeks before the Florida game. Now, he played Division I ACC football in his college days. He tells a story of going in the locker room at the Swamp before the game and coming out, telling his wife, these guys are really here to win. These guys think they're going to win. They're not afraid at all. And then, of course, several hours later, we found out they got the win. And I think... He was even surprised, not being through the program before, that they don't pick games and schedule games to go play and and be a part of an atmosphere. They go to win the football game, and that's what these guys have been working on in Statesboro for the last four to five weeks.
0: That's fantastic, Chris. Thank you so much for coming on. This has been quality, quality stuff. Good luck this year. Good luck in Baton Rouge next season. Hopefully we can schedule at the Tigers sometime soon so we can have you on back.
1: Hey, it's great to be with you, man. We are super excited about heading up to Morgantown. As I told you earlier before we got on the air, I, I grew up not far from West Virginia in the state of Kentucky, and I know what it's like. Uh, we're trying to prepare those who haven't been to Morgantown before what type of atmosphere it's going to be, but it's one of the best in the country. We're looking forward to it, and really, hopefully, for all involved, we're looking for a great game.
0: All right, guys, thank you very much, and stick around. We'll be right back. I got my shades on top back Him back Chris Blair thank you so much again for coming on you can find him again at CSB radio unbelievable stuff really gave us some very good information about the Georgia Southern program and i am just relishing in the fact that i am they have a guy named Vegas Harley and i have not known this I, I, i'm upset that i've been on this earth for so long and not know that they did that and someone was actually out there named that and now he's a quarterback This dude is destined for the NFL. Like, this, that name is good enough to go on, like, to be the main character of the placements. Like, yeah, I guess Keanu Reeves, he did okay as Footsteps Falco, but Vegas Harley? Are you kidding me? He sounds like a superhero. That's fantastic. That's all I have to say about that. West Virginia will play on Saturday, Georgia Southern, 7.30 p.m. September 5th, in case anyone was wondering what the date was. Uh, Yeah, football season's back, so enjoy that. We're going to sign off here because, I mean, I could just talk to you guys about how amazing the Montana-North Dakota State game was. I love the Montana Grizzlies, and I couldn't Gosh, be happier with my decision. And- that kid's my hero. I, I don't even know if he's a kid, but it, whoever he is, he's going places. Probably outside of Missoula. I'm not 100% sure. All right, we're going to sign off here. Thank you so much for downloading, for listening. Um, Yeah, let's go Mountaineers. Let's do this. Next week. We'll be back. We'll have a guest. We'll talk about Liberty, question mark. I have no idea who we're going to bring on for that, but we will. And that's it. All right. Bye, buddy. Hope you find your dad.